This is ESPN New York Tonight with Larry Hardesty and Gordon Damer on 98.7 ESPN. This is ESPN New York Tonight. Here's Larry Hardesty and Gordon Damer. After a very stressful weekend, I'm happy to have Gordon back. We'll talk about baseball next on ESPN New York Tonight. one 800 919 Also via Twitter, at Hardesty ESPN, at Gordon Damer, at ESPNNY, 98 underscore 7 FM, along with Brian the Brain and Jake the Snake. We're here until midnight. You know what happens then. It's Freddie and Fitzsimmons on 98.7 ESPN New York. Hello, Gordon. Larry, it feels... Like such a long, I had to wonder, do we have to reintroduce ourselves to each other? I mean, it has been a long time. We had one like little brief show after a game. Yes. But it feels like it's been about a month since we've done a show together. Two months. It does feel a long time. It's a long time. I mean, I, I'm almost ready to, to are, are you working with me every night again? I mean, I feel like we're, we're just getting, like you said. We're, we're strangers again. Yes, absolutely. We're <laughs> strangers again. once again. Absolutely. <laughs> Gordon, this was a stressful weekend for Larry. How come? I, I know you had a stressful <laughs> Yeah, right. <laughs> I know you had a stressful weekend too, but your weekend turned out much better. Much better than you expected. Come on, yes. Gordon. You know it did. Yes. We'll talk Consider- about that in a minute. Considering some of the names in the lineup. Oh, oh my God. Well, Who? Listen, listen. How long have I been away? Who are these people? Excuse me. And I know the people in my lineup? <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah. There's a couple of them. Oh, so Gordon, you got to bear with me. It started with a flashback of a show you and I did about three or four weeks ago, Gordon. Why don't you rest Jacob DeGrom? Uh, Larry, I mean, it's more than that. I mean, this goes back to spring training. You have been shouting this in spring training since the first day he showed up and he's thrown 101 and you say, you know what? Why don't we ease into it? Why don't we take it easy? We got to have them for the long haul. There's still, I mean, back then there was a lot of baseball to play. Even now, there's a lot of baseball to play, but it feels like, uh, I'll say this, the treatment has been consistent. I mean, they have, uh, they, they've allowed DeGrom to kind of tell them what's going on with him because nothing shows up on these MRIs. I get it. So I guess it's going to be probably up to him to tell him when he feels better, and hopefully it's sooner rather than later. I'm just happy he's finally on the IL. Yes. So at least I know he's not going to make two starts. At least. Minimum. Okay? And, Gordon, for him to say that I hurt this before the All-Star game. Yeah. And I'm still not ready. I'm not. It would be foolish for me to come back and play. And pitch right now, that means this is serious, Gordon. I'm just telling you. Because he doesn't want to play. Yeah, that's the thing, right? Like, every step of the way, he has been fighting going on the IL. And the Mets have allowed him to remain off the IL. So the fact that, you know, a couple of things. The fact that this did not come from swinging a bat, right? This is the first time he said something that has not been from swinging a bat. The fact that he had it before the All-Star break still has it, and the fact that he's willing to go on the IL at this point tells you that this is something. Now, look, nothing came up on the on the MRI, but a lot of times with those MRIs, nothing comes up, everything's fine until everything's not fine, right? All of a sudden, you keep mm-hmm. searching, you keep searching, you eventually find something. 
So yeah, this is uh, this is a concern because I mean the the rest of the rotation, which has been such a strength, you, you you're taking a huge piece out of that rotation in the best pitcher on the planet. And I also lose my shortstop. That doesn't help. Who was just starting to hit, Gordon? He was just starting to hit a little bit. Okay, so I lose my shortstop, and now so much things, Gordon. And now. <laughs> With the trade deadline, I'm thinking about maybe an extra bat. But I need a starter. Gordon, I, I desperately need a starter. Okay, Carrasco's making a, a rehab start. <laughs> what does that mean to me? What, what are we going to start him this weekend against the Jays? How's he going to pitch? How do I know he's not going to get hurt again? All right? Have you seen Have you seen the rotation? I'm, I'll, I'll get to tonight in a minute. Yeah. All right? I'll get to tonight in a second. So that's the first thing that's driving me nuts is the fact that, okay, you – I told them, get, let him take some time off for the ground. Take some time off for the ground. I need him this time. Of, this is the time of the year, Gordon, that you need him. Okay, didn't do that. Now, this weekend, Gordon, I'm facing the Pittsburgh Pirates. Yeah. Gordon, I'm not supposed to, as a Met fan, be worried. No. The, the, the I, Pirates. I'm thinking, uh, I got, listen, series. I got the series. I'm walking in. I got the series. They're one of the worst teams in baseball, Gordon. They're one of the worst teams in baseball. Saturday? What did they do, Gordon? What did they do Saturday? They gave up seven runs. My best two guys, Lugo and Diaz. I had a six-run lead, Gordon. I'm cruising. I'm thinking everything's good. Ah, easy. 7-6. So yesterday, after a 6 nothing start, and I said on the air last night, for me, Last night was the biggest Met win of the season. Biggest Met win of the season, Gordon, because for them to come back after a 6 nothing deficit, after having been wiped out and shocked in one of the worst losses of the year the night before, they come back and they win. And Conforto hits the home run. So, I'm, you know what? Much like Glaber, and we'll get to the Yankees a yeah. little later, I've, I've got, I'm seeing some signs. So, I'm, I'm feeling better. So, Gordon, that takes me to tonight. <laughs> so tonight I'm thinking, okay, it's it's Cincinnati, who's not a bad team. No, okay, they hit the ball they, absolutely. They hit the ball, and you know what? If they had a bullpen, Milwaukee might be in trouble. Yeah, <laughs> but they don't. So anyway, I'm watching the game. Mets get a th- two home runs, Alonzo home run, McNeil home run. I'm good. Oh, baby, it's going to be a good night. Then the Mets take the field, Gordon, defensively. Oh, my God. Did they? And now I had Coutinho on last night. And Coutinho says, listen, Guillaume is one of the better defenders at shortstop, so he's probably going to get the most time against, you know, against the uh, against uh, right-handers uh, because he's better defensively. And with J.D. Davis, who had a really good weekend, Gordon, uh, you know, I can afford to, if he's not going to hit as much, I'm okay. All right? I don't know what he tried to do on the double play. I, I I don't know. Yeah, I, I don't know. I'm I'm still, I'm still trying to figure out what Tyron Walker was trying to do. Yes, Saturday. Yeah. Okay. I'm still trying to figure that out. But anyway, Guillaume has an error. Double play first inning. And and listen, Eichhorn, whatever his name is, he's struggling. Yeah. He needs a he needs a life raft to throw him an anchor. Then McNeil in the second inning. So that extends the inning, right? So so it's, it's they're up four three. Now in the second inning, McNeil gets an error. Threw the ball away at the shot of a double play. That extends the inning. And then Gordon, for some reason, 
Guillaume trying to force the run at third. The ball slips out of his hand. Oh, my God. Then he rolls it to third. Yeah. <laughs> he rolls it to third base. That gets away. Another run scores. Now, by the way, for you folks, thanks to ESPN Stats and Company, first time in 41 years, Mets committed three errors in the first two innings of a game. Four errors in the first two innings of a game. Okay? I'm yelling at Guillaume. I'm yelling at him. At this point, my wife Jeanette comes in. <laughs> and she says, are you all right? And I said, yeah. She said, is it baseball? I said, yeah. Shook her head, walked out. Walked out. Nothing, said nothing. Shook her head, just walked out. Look at me like, like what? I'm married to a maniac. Who is this? What? Just walked, walked, took her head, walked out, going, walked out on me. Fortunately, the Mets would come back and tie it 7-7. But, but after that inning, when they got out of the inning, they're down 7-3. You know what they did? Thought about Brian the Brain. Looked at Monday Night Raw for a couple of minutes. <laughs> looked at John Cena. <laughs> I couldn't look at the Mets. You so needed a palate cleanser. I needed, yeah. I, I, yeah was, Gordon, this has been the weekend from I don't know what the heck is going on for, for, for the Mets. It's unbelievable. Yeah, Guillaume, I mean, the, the second chance that he had, it was almost <laughs> like he lost control of his body. It was like, I don't know what happened. I mean, that was, I mean, we talk about Glaber Torres having some 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 meltdowns oh. in the field. I, I, I don't know, man. If, I, I feel like if Glaber ever had a play like that, we would be hearing about it for weeks and weeks and weeks. Uh, yeah, that was that was not good. Uh, and uh, the Mets bullpen, you know, some of these things that, have not really been issues this year. The defense has been improved from where it's been, right? The bullpen mm-hmm. has not really been an issue so far this year until recently. Now, all of a sudden, these things that, I don't know that necessarily you counted on, but you were starting to have some faith in, if not waiting for the shoe to drop. Well, the shoe has dropped here over the last last few games, and for it, sure. And and here's what's crazy, Gordon. Like, yesterday, eight and two-thirds innings, nothing. Shut down the Pirates. Yeah. Tonight? They've shut down the Reds. At, well, they gave the Reds some runs, but, I mean, yeah. they, they've shut down the Reds. So part of the bullpen has been okay. It's been the latter part of the pen that's been the issue. And now and now, here's my concern is with holes in the starting rotation, this bullpen is going to be taxed even more and more. Absolutely. And I think it gets back to, you know, it doesn't matter almost how <sighs> – with bullpens and relievers, you like to think that you build up some trust. I don't know whether or not there'll ever be a scenario where if you're a Met fan or just observing the team that you can ever really trust in Diaz. Yeah. I think that there's just been too much stuff. Even though he's had dominant stretches last year, certainly he's had some dominant stretches this year. Uh, I just don't know whether or not you can ever really trust him you hope that it just keeps going you know good but you always kind of feel like that shoe is going to drop and uh it certainly dropped when he pulled the uh the Hansel Robles the other day pointing to the sky <laughs> it's right there <laughs> yeah the problem is right there is six rows deep it was just it, it was it was just unbelievable and now Cincinnati's taking an 8-7 lead over the Mets so I I just I it, it's just been it's been an incredible weekend and you know, the this is what I tell you, Gordon. When they're rolling, and oh, by the right. way, the Phillies. How, who knew? Right. I mean, yeah. I, I well, really, I really see, need this the is Yankees where I to think, do some stuff here. Yeah. I, this is where I think you still have some wiggle room because, mm-hmm. I, as bad as the Mets bullpen has been, I will grant you it has been bad. 
there's probably no bullpen that has that is more uh, more flammable in an instant than the Phillies bullpen. Like if the Phillies had just a league average bullpen, you would be chasing them. Yeah, it's true. But the problem is that they don't have a league. They have a terrible bullpen. And look, you would think that with the trade deadline coming up, it's an identified problem for Philadelphia, right? Like there's nobody in the Philadelphia front office like, man, do we have to add a couple of relievers? No, they know they have to add relievers. And relievers you'd think wouldn't be all that expensive um, to go out and get a couple of just, you know, like I'm not asking for shutdown. I'm just asking for improvements over what you have. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, but still, I, I just don't ever trust the Phillies. The Phillies, to me, are just that one team that I never trust. And when you take a look at the National League East, if you're the Mets, even though, right, there, there's been a lot of issues here in a short period of time, losing DeGrom and losing Lindor, if you were making a list of guys you didn't want to lose, those would probably be numbers one and two, maybe one and three. I don't know. Maybe there would be another person in there before Lindor. But, I mean, shortstop, defense, all those type of things. Just tell me who's coming to catch the Mets. Because I don't, I don't think it will be the Phillies. I, even when the Phillies are going well, it's almost like a wrestling match. When the heel is winning the wrestling match, you know that the the, the hero is going to come back and 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 steal the show. And and when the hero is when the face is 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 winning the match, you know that the heel is going to go to Mr. Fuji and get some of the the, the salts and, and blow him in his face and all. So I never trust the Phillies. Uh, the Braves again have never really put it together so far this year. And now with the injury to Acuna. Uh, and the Nationals, I, I think the Nationals are a better team than what they've they've shown, but they're seven games back in the loss column. I mean, that's that's a and they already had a stretch where they played really really well and and fell back again. So, I know that the Mets have definitely some issues right now, some things that have to they got to get fixed and, and right. But I just don't see anybody else in that division that that, that scares me. <laughs> ESPN New York tonight here on 987 ESPN 1-800-919-3776. Gordon, I'm going to do my best Dave Rothenberg. Ready? I'm ready. If I said to you Thursday night after losing six very important pieces on your roster, no Geo, no Higgy, no judge. No judge, right. No Luizaga. Yeah. No Cortez, who was supposed to start one of the games. Mm-hmm. And no Wandy. And a game is postponed, and you take two of three from Boston, I guarantee you would have signed up for that right thing. Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, I think at this point with this Yankee team – uh, considering the names that are in the lineup right now, you would take two or three against anybody, certainly against the Red Sox, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, you could you could be playing the Orioles, and I might sign for two or three with that lineup. <laughs> you would. Never mind and, the first-place Red Sox. By the way, Mets took another home run. McCann, yep. that's yep. up 9-8. Uh, and then to have one of your replacements get hurt. It's amazing. 
I'm like, what, God, what happened? What is going on again? The amount of outfielders, and Buster only was talking about it during the broadcast last night, the amount of outfielders that the Yankees have lost, and Duhar's on the on the IL, Frazier's on the IL, it's unbelievable. It is crazy. I mean, I mean, you would think that at some point uh, that this type of stuff would, would stop happening, but it feels like every single year they go through these stretches where they just lose guys. Now, a couple of years ago, they were able to to ride through that. They found some guys and and came in and made contributions. Um, Ford was one of those guys. Talkman was one of those guys. I don't know that it's going to be the case this year, but taking two out of three against Boston, I mean, you have to have it, right? Because the alternative yep. is you lose two or three, at least, against Boston, and, and then you're losing more ground. The Yankees, look, I think the, I think the season's over. I mm-hmm. do not think that this Yankee team has exhibited for any real significant period of time that they can overcome the obstacles that they have in terms of a team, uh, especially now with as many guys as they've lost. And even, even when healthy, their, their lineup is not a great lineup, and that's the one thing that is supposed to save them. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I think that this season is kind of over, but if it's not going to be over, if they're going to get into the wild card chase, it has to happen now. It can't, it can't happen two weeks from now. It can't happen after the trade deadline. It has to happen right now. So to take two or three, at least whatever glimmer of hope, whatever faint signals there are out in the universe of the Yankees being alive, uh, at least they can kind of keep some form of that alive for now. Here's where I almost want to agree with you. But here's where I still, if I were a Yankee fan, I would have a little more than a glimmer of hope, right? Okay. You have so many games left against Boston and the Rays and the Jays ahead of you. You could make a move. You've got four this weekend. I mean, let's hypothetically, let's say, let's say you split with Philly. Mm-hmm. Let's say you take three or four from the Red Sox. Gordon, you're looking at, you're what, four games back? Three games back? You're right there. And you still have more games left. Yeah, I mean, look, you have a lot of games, and you'd like to think that at some point after the way that you started this season, losing basically every game to them until the other day, um, that there is going to be an evening out because I think the Yankees are not that much worse than the Red Sox are. And I think that a lot of the games that they lost, they could have won those games if things just broke a little bit better. Uh, the problem is, I don't think, I don't think this Yankee organization, the front office ownership, is going to add anything. So it's up mm. to this group, and this group has shown you that they are not good enough to overcome the obstacles between the the, the rotation, between the lineup, the defense. Every the, every time you start to think, well, maybe they can put this together, maybe they can put that together a new hole springs up somewhere. You know, they, they got the fingers in the dam everywhere, and they only got 10 fingers, and they're all being used. And, and it's not even like they've solved the other issues when the new issues pop up. So I don't think that this team is going to add anything. The amount of teams that they would need to leap over in terms of the wild card chase I think is just too significant. I mean, even the Blue Jays. I think the Blue Jays are a better team than the Yankees. Mm-hmm. I think they have a better lineup than the Yankees. They score more runs consistently than the Yankees. Even after having a good weekend against Boston, the Yankees' run differential for the season is plus seven. That speaks to, you know, if you're a plus seven in mid-July, you're a 500 team. Yeah. Now the Yankees are a little bit over 500, but would it shock you if they, the next time they, they go out and, and, you know, like every time, I've said it a thousand times, 
every time you think you're in, they drag you back out. <laughs> so, like, by winning two or three, I thought that they might sweep the series before the All-Star break, right, against the Astros, and then go out and get swept again by the Red Sox. That would not have surprised me in any way mm-hmm. because that's the way they have they – have, that's their reputation, and their reputation is well-earned. Yeah, they, they have not been a team that would inspire confidence. No. Obviously. And I would, listen, on the other side, I would understand why a Yankee fan would just say, this is over, we're done. Because of the, of the games we've seen, we haven't seen them be, give me a three week stretch where they've been phenomenal. No. Haven't done three weeks. Maybe they, give me they, a couple they, of weeks. They had that one stretch where after the, the real, you know, meddling start to the season, they got on a little bit of a run. I don't know what their their high water mark of the season was. But then, of course, they slipped right back. And now, you know, you take a look at, uh, you know, Ryan Lamar and Chris Gittens and Greg Allen. I couldn't have told you what Greg Allen looked like up yeah. until, a, you know, a couple of days ago. So I, I, I heard the name, but I, I didn't know anything about Greg Allen. So hopefully he can come in. And, and it tells you a whole lot. The Yankees have been desperate for anybody to play center field. So now that Greg, it, it's desperation time that they're giving him a chance. Maybe that works out. Maybe it turns out that he'll, you know, he'll have a hot couple of weeks. And, and, and help spur the offense. They certainly could use it. It's good to see Glaber Torres maybe getting pointed in the right direction because he's been a disaster so far this year. Um, but I just don't have, you know, I've seen good teams being a Yankee fan over the years. This is not a good team. No, it's not. It's not going to rank up there with one of the greats. But, uh, you know, I just think with the amount of games you have left on the schedule against teams in front of you, you, could. you don't have to, and see, you don't need help. You're in a situation where you can – you don't need to say, well, we can just get this team to help us out. We just get that team to help us out. You can beat them yourselves. So you're in a position. Now, doesn't mean you're going to do it, but you're in a position. But this is what I realized about yesterday's game, Gordon, and this is what I, I couldn't wait to – I almost called you. It was too late, <laughs> and your wife would have gone went crazy. So this is what I – if for you and for Brian Cashman, I have some – ideas a couple of suggestions that just might make things better i don't think they'll do it this season but it's something they need to consider for next season i'll tell you what that is next and your calls as well on 98.7 espn Before we get to the calls, yeah. And Bruce called me last night, and he was so right. Gordon, I, I almost fell out of my chair last night. How so? I saw bunting. Yeah. I saw hit and run. Right. I saw a bunch of different things. And afterwards, your guy, Aaron Boone, said, you know, we finally had some speed. And I said, you know what? That's what after every and I said it on the air last night, so I'm not second guessing, I'm first guessing. In the offseason, it's time for the Yankees with a couple of moves, because they don't have a lot of movement that they can have. I realize right, that's money problem. and everything. They don't yeah. have a lot. But they need to if they could just add one or two more guys with some speed, Gordon, so that it allows them to beat you more than one way. I just don't understand what the infatuation is. Because the Yankees have gone into postseason and they always end up losing the power game. 
okay, because the pitching is better. In the postseason, you're facing more more elite pitchers. You're not facing the Cincinnati's and the Pittsburgh's and, and, and the Baltimore's in the postseason. You're facing the better teams who have better pitching and more depth. So the versatility in being able to uh, attack offensively should be the key. In a sport where you see where winning is duplicated and copied a thousand times over, the Yankees have refused to do that. They still want to have these guys lumbering up there, marching up there with their, you know, with their bats. I'm hitting the ball out of the ballpark. And when it doesn't happen, they don't score. I'm like, could you find a way in the postseason? Gordon, everybody tries to manufacture some runs differently because it's a different game. Understand sabermetrics, got it. But even they will admit to you that in the postseason, you have to make a little adjustment. And for the Yankees to be able to, and I know as we shoes and then LaGreca were talking today on the K-Show, yeah, I get some of these guys are not going to be here the rest of the season. I understand that. I get it. And so it worked last night. It might not work again. But going forward, Gordon, would it kill them to have a low versatility? Would it kill them to get a center fielder? And I know Aaron Hicks is out there. But would it kill them to get a, a reserve center fielder who's got a little speed, who, who, who can have the ability to hit the ball the opposite way? And obviously you want some lefties in the lineup because you don't have any. I mean, these are the adjustments that Cashman and the Yankees have to make, Gordon. Otherwise, they're doomed to fail again next year. Yeah, I mean, you're going to have to make some changes. I just don't know where. Uh, I don't know where you uh, – it seems like they are locked into a lot of positions. Now, uh, I do think that after this season is over, they kind of have to revisit the Glaber Torres question. Uh, is he going to be their shortstop long-term? I would think that the answer is – is pro- uh, now, my answer might be different than their answer. I think their answer is that they are going to keep him at shortstop because it, then it becomes very, very difficult – um, to find if he does stay at shortstop, it's very difficult to find a spot where you're making changes outside of maybe first base, right? I mean, Lemayhew is locked in, right? So he's going to be playing at second base if if uh, Glaber stays at shortstop. And even if he moves to second, you're going to find some plot spot to put Lemayhew. I guess the second it would either be first base or third base. Uh, I don't know that Gio Urshela is definitely going to be gone. I think that that's not a guy that you, you look at and say, oh, well, he's, he's an issue. we got to move off him. Uh, the outfield, you're right about center field. They can't go into next season hoping and praying that, that Aaron Hicks is ever going to stay healthy. But right field, you're going to have Judge there. I think that maybe left field is a spot that they could put somebody. I think Gary Sanchez is going to be, you know, they, they just, they're locked into a lot of positions and they're going to have to kind of answer things uh, this off season because they are going to have to make changes. What I'm interested in, and I was thinking about when I was away is, and I'll ask you, Larry, obviously the luxury tax threshold thing, they are resetting that this year. That's why they're not going to, that's why the, the, the whole plan this year was to stay under that. And that's why they didn't have any big moves in the off season. That's why I don't expect any big trades before the deadline. But my question is, do you think that they're just resetting the, the luxury tax threshold and then this offseason they're going to go back out and spend so they're not getting taxed at that higher rate? Or is that more of, you know what, this is going to be the new normal. The Rays are able to, to field a winning team with one quarter of the payroll. Why are we spending way more money than them? That, that number, whatever that luxury tax threshold number will be moving forward with the new CBA that's going to be kind of the Yankee budget, and they're going to be staying under that at least until 
I don't know what attendance numbers are, but I'd have to assume that they're still down significantly from 2019. Mm -hmm. They're better than they were last year, obviously, but they're still not back to where they were. I'm just wondering if this is a case of that they're just resetting this and they don't want to be taxed at that high level or whether or not this is going to be the new normal where the Yankees are going to be, you know, they're still going to spend their $200 million, but they're not going to go way over that in some chase to win a championship and, and, and go for broke. I think it's the latter. I, I think they will still spend money if they have to, but I do think that Hal is going to take an idea and take the tone that, hey, look, uh, look how much money we've spent and look at what you've done with it. Yep. So it's more of, okay, I'll give you the money, but you got to do a better job in what, in what you're putting, what you're buying <laughs> with the money here. I mean, for them to have spent that money and to, re- and to have relied on Corey Kluber and Jamison Tyon to be <sighs> big yeah. starters for the year – I mean, come on, Gordon. You that that was a roll of the dice. That's somebody that you take a chance when you have. Okay, we've got four guys locked in. Exactly. If this guy is our fifth fifth starter, all right, it's okay. He's our fifth starter. We're not depending on him. They expected Kluber to be that number two or number three guy. Yeah, I mean, I mean, anybody who didn't know that that was uh, I, I, the only surprise to me was it happened earlier than I thought. I said by yeah. July he'll be hurt, and I think he by June he was hurt. So and right after the no hitter, he was done. Yep, yep. <laughs> and I know, I know he's coming back. He'll be able to come back, and maybe he gives you some big wins down the stretch. Who knows? Uh, Tyon's been better. He has you know, been better been the better. last three. Yeah, okay. he has been so, better the last three. So, you know, that's that's a possibility. But to answer your question, I think they're going to hold Brian Cashman, if Brian Cashman's still there, and I think he will be, uh, to uh, you know, you got to do a better job spending my money <laughs> because yeah. what you put on the field here is not good. You gave me no depth. I have no quality depth. My backup center field is Brett Gardner. I love him, but, I mean, come on, he – you know Aaron Hicks is going to get hurt. You can't expect Every that Brett year. Gardner is going to play. Right. Brett Gardner's almost going. Brett Gardner's on the on on pace to play over 100 games this year. Yep. As yeah, a reserve, I mean, how, how 100 that games. Be, how that can be the backup plan? <laughs> I mean, you know, you're bringing him back as a, as a, as an extra outfielder, some maybe some clubhouse presence. There's no way that any plan could have been um, for him to be playing nearly this much nearly this much no i mean it, it the, the plan um everything that could go wrong has gone wrong and some things that you didn't think could go wrong have also gone wrong yeah and and listen i understand that you weren't sitting back there saying oh well we know aaron hicks is not going to play for for the, for the rest of the year he's gonna get hurt and not come back i get it you figure he's gonna miss some time because he usually does yeah but you know with the amount of injuries that this franchise has suffered over the past couple of years how could you not prepare for some depth on this team yeah, and it's it's crazy that there's not you know I, we we talked about it a thousand times about first base how much of an issue yeah. that has been uh, that they don't have anybody in the organization close to the major league level who can come up play first base at a at a major league level and and hit anything you, you know just hit a little bit it took them forever to kind of almost make a concession to bring up Chris Gittens um, and center field has has not been. Uh, any any great shakes either? I mean, I, I would think I haven't checked the stats recently, but I, I would think that there's there's no team that gets less production out of center field than the New York Yankees. I agree. Let's go to the phones. Steve's in Rockland. Hey, Steve, start us off on ESPN New York tonight. Yeah, guys. You know, I'm agreeing with a lot of what you're saying, and but I I'm thinking that you know the Yankees did have. Their streak, it was 20. They won 23 out of 32. They went 23 and 9. Okay. And when you look at that, you know, Kluber was hot. They, 
everything was going right. You know, the triple plays to end the bottom in the ninth inning, that whole thing. Of course, that was before the crackdown, you know, on the sticky stuff, too. But in the meantime, I want to get to um, – this is starting to remind me a little bit of – and this, this has got the potential to be 1995. And just to refresh your memories, I think like at the last – I think they won like 40 out of the last 45 games to make the playoffs. It was it was a it was a very memorable run to make the playoffs that year to beat. And I think yeah, they were the wild card team, and that was the year when that was Donnie's last year when they went to Seattle in that memorable playoff series. But it was the run to it that you know because the Yankees. Let's face it, you know it's. There was no, and thank good, you know, it's funny because there really wasn't, you know, like the talk radio, they, the sports talk thing was not so, uh, it, was, it, it wasn't such a, a, a big, you know, big thing in the background. And the Yankees were definitely left for dead at, by like, by the, you know, the middle of August. And then they just had that improbable run to the finish line. And I, you know, this is baseball. This is a round object being hit with a round ball. Uh, you know, round object. Yeah, the round ball being hit with the round bat. Excuse me. And, you know, we, you don't know exactly what's going to happen. Like you said, who would have thought that? Um, Bergie and all those guys, you know, and maybe a little bit of hungry guys are going to push the, uh, you know, the staid, cynical, jaded veterans a little bit. Okay, you know the 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 enthusiasm of being in the big show is gonna maybe push these guys a little, or you know, light a, something under it. Because Gardner certainly ran into the wall very hard the other night. You know? Yeah, he did. There were some Yankees. So did Lamar yeah, there some last Yankees night. Really got what they wanted. <laughs> yeah, and this is you true, know? Steve. Thanks for the phone call. Listen, Gordon, look, in theory, yeah, could they make a run? Absolutely, with, with this time on their side. The only issue is there's so many holes, as you mentioned previously that you don't have a really good feeling. And now, Gordon, you need a closer. Who's the closer on this team? I mean, uh, you know, is it, the, the way he looked last night coming in into the ninth inning – with a nine-one lead, yeah. I mean, okay, didn't what does build that mean? up that trust last no, night, right? The circle didn't. of trust was not. Uh... No, no, you still got questions about him. You still do. No, oh, no question. I mean, no question that you still have questions about him. There's no trust there. You don't no. think that anything's been worked out? Nope. Um, yeah, yeah. I mean, at some point you are going to need him, but I, I don't think you're there yet. <laughs> no, you clearly aren't there yet, and. You know, so so that's the other part. Like, who's the closer? How can you set up your bullpen? You know, that's the issue. So there's just a lot of things here. But, yeah, you know, like he said, you, there's, there's other issues. There's other – Gordon, as a Yankee fan, you could give me a couple of different seasons where they bounce back and they put a streak together and they've right. done that. But I don't think that they were as bad as they played over a first half of a season in those issues, in those previous uh, situations, the way they played this year. Yeah. And, and I mean, that team, you know, was coming off 94, where if not for the strike, they, they seemed like they were really pointed in the right direction. And, you know, they made additions that year. I think that was the year they brought in Strawberry. Um, I'm trying to think of other moves that they made. I, I don't think that this organization is, is putting anything more into this. Not now. I, I, I don't think that, I, I think Hal is, is, is putting it to, um, 
You know, and I think 95 was, was that the year? I think that that was the year they traded for Ruben Sierra uh, as well. So, I mean, uh, they traded, I'm pretty sure they traded Tartable for, for him. Mm-hmm. And he came in and had some, some good at bats and, and, and produced for, for the Yankees, especially in the postseason. So, I mean, that team, there was more of a foundation there. Mm-hmm. This team, I mean, every, every week, it's something new with this team. And it's scary, Gordon, because this is basically the same team that, other than last year, has won over 100 games back-to-back years. Yeah, no, and look, there's a lot to blame. There's a lot to blame Cashman for, um, but I don't know how much of it was, you know, him saying that he wasn't going to make moves, and it was the the payroll was what it was. I think he probably would have wanted to make more moves, but who knows if those would have been the right moves either. Um, But it's clear that this has gotten a little stale uh, and it's clear that after this season, they will have to go out and, and make some changes. I don't know where that those changes are going to be, uh, mm-hmm. but it's clear that they're going to have to, they're going to have to do something uh, because they, they can't, they can't again say, well, you know what? We're locked into this payroll here. I mean, if they bring back roughly the same team, they're going to get roughly, I think the same results because I don't think this team is ever going to get any healthier than they've been. Um, you know, uh, every year there's, there's more and more injuries, right? And I don't yeah. know that the production is going to get all that much better from a lot of these spots. And they're going to be a year older. And they're going to get more expensive. <laughs> you, know, for right. all the, for, yeah. you know, for all the guys who are, are making big money, the Yankees got like seven or eight guys who are making, you know, really significant money, but a lot of guys are not. You know, Gary mm-hmm. Sanchez still is not making a lot of money. Glaber no. Torres, I think, is making $4 million. That's, I'd have to think it's even as bad as it's been. It's probably going to go up. Uh, Judge yeah. is getting closer to a contract. You know, all these guys are going to get more and more expensive. So um, whatever wiggle room they do have after this season in terms of payroll, I don't know who comes off and, and, and that, but uh, and what the budget's going to be clearly, but it's not going to make it any easier. I have some suggestions for you, Gordon. Right. I'll share them with you next on 98.7 ESPN. <laughs> The high wire act that is Edwin Diaz. Oh, baby. So just to just just to make me miserable, Gordon. Just to make yeah. me miserable. Yeah. He comes in and walks the first bat on four pitches. Well, Larry, I uh, I was uh, oh. promo coding uh, uh, promo coding Gordon uh, the the Mets game tonight. Uh, when they got down, I said, uh, you know what? They're they're gonna they're gonna come back and win this game. So I threw you know a couple dollars. I'm not gonna say what, but you know a couple bucks for my bankroll. I'm still I'm still coming out of the uh, the crater that is the net season. <laughs> so uh, I threw a couple of bucks down, and I you said, well, Diaz Diaz coming in for the ninth. You should I'm know gonna, better. I'm going to ride it. And then as soon as he walked the first guy, I said, cash out, cash out. <laughs> and Hit he just that got cash lucky. out button. He just got lucky. Barnhart swung at a pitch in the dirt. That's That really is five in the round of the strike zone. Oh, my gosh. Oh, what are you doing? Oh, Gordon. You may have to take the segment. I don't know. I might, I might have to. <laughs> you may have I to. I might have to take the wheel, Larry. If, if, if they blow this lead, uh, Brian, Jake, if they blow this lead, cut my mic. <laughs> I figured when when you got a one run lead and Diaz coming in, this is the perfect situation because if they win, I would have won money, and if they lost, we got a great segment of Larry screaming at the radio. Uh, anyway, let, let, let me talk. Let me tell you what I was going to tell you. See if I can get this off my mind. All right, Gordon. I'm and once again, I'm not a Yankee fan. So Yankee fans don't. You can scream and yell at me all you want. I'm not a Yankee fan, but I got to be honest with you, Gordon. 
Uh, thank you, Barnhart, for helping us out. Yeah. I got to be honest with you, Gordon. Uh, I'm ready to pass on the Luke Voigt situation. He's been injured too much for me. I'm ready to go get me a shortstop, move Gleyber Torres to second, and mm-hmm. I'll take DJ at first. I'm ready to move on from Voigt. I can't. He doesn't play enough for me, Gordon. No, he is hurt a lot. Um, he is a guy in that clubhouse which seems like connects with people. Uh, so he does have that aspect of it. You, you're right. I mean, he is he is hurt a lot of the time. Um, so if that were to happen, it would not shock me at all. Unfortunately, it is a little a dollar late and a, a day late and a dollar short because I think last offseason after he came off, you know, leading the majors in home runs, that probably would have been the time yep. to, to move off of him. Uh, yep. This year, obviously, is not going to, even if he comes back, I don't think he's going to have a, a great season this year to be selling low instead of uh, selling high. But if that were to happen, it would not shock me. Uh, yeah, you're almost going to be forced to move one of these pieces to open up a spot if you're going to create some changes, right? It really comes down to, do you put LeMayhew at first base or do you put him at third base? I'd rather put him at first because I think Rosella at third, he is so good there. I'm not ready to sacrifice. I'm I'm already adjusting my second base spot because, Mm -hmm. you know, I think Torres is, he's not as good as LeMayhu at second, but I think he's got more range, but he's not as good, I don't think. But I'd rather, so I'd rather, I've got a sure shot defensively with Rosella at third. I'll move, you know, I'll take my chances with DJ at first. That's what I would do. Because I, I, like I said, I just, you know, I, and I know it's, it's going to be tough because, like you said, you're not going to get optimum. But Gordon, let's be honest. After this season, you're, whoever you move, you're not going to get what you would have gotten before because none of them have really, other than Judge or Sella, maybe. Who else is really Garrett Cole? Who else has really had a, a season that that's consummate with what they've been on the back of their baseball card? Loisaga. Yeah. Chad Green, you know, I mean, there's little pieces here and there, but you know, you're right. I mean, it's, it's very, it's very difficult. I mean, the only other thing you can think of, and I don't think the Yankees would do this. None of the ones that are presented to me, do I think that the Yankees will do, but Mm -hmm. they have to do something. The only other one you might think is, is, is maybe now the time that you say after this season that maybe they move Glaber. I don't think that they would do that, Mm. but maybe, maybe that, I mean, that would free you up. That would free up to put LeMayhew back at second. You could put Void at first base. He's mm-hmm. not making any money. You can leave Urshela at third, and then you go find yourself a shortstop in a year where all these free agent shortstops are going to be available. Trevor Story at short? I, I don't think that Trevor Story would be the guy. The guy that got – I can't remember who mentioned him, but the guy that somebody mentioned earlier on, and now he's been hurt a lot, is Corey Seager. Lefty mm-hmm. bat, mm-hmm. shortstop, free agent. Um, oh, he's been, he's been hurt a lot. All right, Gordon, take over. Uh, I, I'm behind in the game because I got the stupid direct TV, but I've just seen, was it Jesse Winker coming through with a base? Thank God I cashed out that bet. Thank God I cashed out that bet. Oh, and the defense is coming through again. So Winker has come through with a base hit. That scores a run, and we are sitting 9-9 in the ninth inning. We got we got a ball game in Cincinnati. This game going down for Met fans like that uh, Skyline Chili that they were talking about on the broadcast because that stuff is gross. Oh, my God. It looks gross, and it is. It's exactly as it seems. Oh. At least it was a strike. Yes, yeah, sure. 
I like I like Yormeg throwing the glove out there, like uh, trying to deke somebody. That was almost like uh, Diaz the other night pointing to the sky. It's right there. Go get it. Now here's the question: Can he find his way to get out of the inning so at least you have a shot so we can play? Bonus baseball with a runner on second base. Well, look, a runner at second, two out. All you need is an out here. Now, he's not. out before. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I mean, clearly that has been, uh, this is not a great situation. No, it isn't. But it's one I've seen before, Gordon. It it is one that you've seen before and uh, probably will see again. Yeah, and probably so. And, And that is... That's the situation where you're. <laughs> <laughs> I got to wait on it, Larry. I got to wait you'll, on you'll it. You'll laugh. Oh, a my God. I can't. The anticipation is. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> McCann, McCann doing his. his oh kick God. saving the beauty. Oh. God, this the wheels are falling off here. Kick saving the beauty, McCann. Where'd the oh ball go? God. Where'd the ball go? I don't know. Oh, God. I was waiting for Tawan Walker to come out and try to flip it into foul territory. <laughs> Woof. Oh. He needed a GPS on that guy. I'm like, how could this is just, it is, is just. And you know what? That's what happens, Gordon, when you let bad teams hang around. Yeah. Oh, yeah. This is what really. happened. This is what, and you, and how could you come in and make all, you made four errors in two innings. Yeah. Okay. And, and so you give them, like, you're lucky, really, Gordon, to be honest, they're lucky to still be in this game. I mean, to God, be honest. I mean, yeah. I mean, the you way take they a started, look at all the different things. Yeah. No I question. Mean, they, they were down 7 3. I'm, I'm you know, I, <sighs> hear me trying to rationalize myself here. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. This is, this is bad, Larry. This is, He's this got is a nightmare. Stuff. It is. It is. And it's going to get worse. I got that feeling. This is ESPN New York Tonight. Here's Larry Hardesty and Gordon Damer. Hour number two, Monday night edition of the show. Thanks for stopping by at 1-800-919-3776. Also via Twitter, at Gordon Damer, at Hardesty ESPN, at ESPNNY, 98 underscore 7 FM. So, Gordon... Not only and, and and listen, I I understand that I wear my metdom sometimes on my sleeve. I get it. But for Jake the Snake and Brian to not only play Diaz's walk-in song. Oh my gosh, that was funny. But for them to come back with the second hour to with to a song that goes here we go again, here we go again, here we go again, is a bit much. <laughs> You take much, a, Gordon. I think maybe you might be you might be reading things into situations that aren't there. Maybe they just you know that's just a good song to come back to because we're we're talking about Saquon coming back mm-hmm. from injury. This mm-hmm. might be the the nerve endings might be a little raw right now, and you're taking things that aren't meant that way personally. Hey, Larry. As long as we don't come in with another one bites the dust in the next segment, <laughs> I think we should be all good. You're right. That would that, that would be yeah. The Mets will still win this game. Okay. The Mets will still win this game. Uh, did you put your money back in? Promo I, I'm code looking, Gordon. I'm looking to do it as I speak, Larry. <laughs> I know he I is. I forgot my he's password. Like, he's like, <laughs> oh, and they and they take the lead. Look at look that. at that play. Look look. Watch this play, Gordon, from the pitcher. Oh, you gotta my. get you. 
you're gonna get you <laughs> was that better. Guillaume's glove coming from the dugout? <laughs> Where, what was that? The pitcher tried to catch the ball behind his back, yeah. and the glove came flying off exactly his hand off. And, and, and flew towards the foul territory. Yeah. I give wow. him credit. He was, trying, you, he was trying to knock you it know down. What? They always say it, you can watch a baseball game and see something you've never seen before. This mm-hmm. Mets, uh, the, 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 the games that the Mets have been playing lately between the Pirates game on Sunday and this game today, boy, oh, boy, there's some stuff I've never seen before. I've never seen a pitcher go for a, a ball like that and the, and the glove fly off his hands. It, it's, it's crazy. And go it, back against uh, It's crazy. It's been one of those games. And you know what? The way uh, both teams were hitting the ball early tonight, this had the feel of a 12-11, game the way it is right now. So we'll keep an eye on this one. Uh, let's go to the phones. Before we turn our attention, I want to get your Saquon Barkley thoughts in a second. 1-800-919-3776. Charlie's in Elmhurst. He's next on 98.7 ESPN. Hey, guys. How you, uh, guys, how you doing? Hey, Larry. Hey, Charlie. Hey, Charlie. So, so... Quickly, uh, Space Jam, I just watched it, came in off, and it was just, oh, my goodness, it was just just overkill. Oh, my goodness, that was just, I'm going to watch the, the original, which is going to be better, but, my goodness, that was overkill. I was going to say, have you guys seen it? No, no I have not. Uh, the, my kids are a little bit older now, and unless they really ask to see a kid's movie, I do not go and see kids' movies. It's overkill, though, but... Uh, if I may uh, turn the page to the on the Yankees situation, if I if I may, mm-hmm. uh, the Yankees, yes, basically, I mean after Friday, I don't I don't know I don't know how this team is going to win that uh, series. I, I think I thought it was a miracle to win just one game, but I don't know how they managed to win the series against the Red Sox. But it's nice to see the hit and run. I mean, switch hitter and Greg Allen. I think that's a nice that's a nice watch to. Going, looking for going forward, Greg Allen, switch hitter. Like to see the sack fly. I mean, with with all the uh, COVID and everything, the judge down. I mean, they got to do something like abnormal, where had to do with like flexibility with some hidden bunt. Like I mean, although pulling the bunt down, but I'm still I still don't like I don't don't like this team is. It's a game by game basis, pitch by pitch, batter by batter basis. This, because you never know what to see. You see, can't blow, um, have another meltdown anytime soon, anytime. But there's a couple of things that kind of like bother me. Two two points. One, the outfield part, the fact that Brett Gardner continues getting playing time, and they got I don't know what this organ. I don't know what this organ. I don't know what this arrogance with this organization. Esteban Flora, give me, call him up. I mean, he, he just hit a he hit a home run on a Friday against a left-hander. I mean, you got to call him up. Got to call him up, and I'm going to tell you, uh, I know Blue Boy went on the IL, which actually I was not surprised because I knew something was going to happen with him. And I'm at the point I am done seeing Luke Boy. I am done seeing him. They should, the mistake with this team was not trade him in the offseason where his value was not was at the, never been higher at that point. Yeah, but and, I understand, Charlie, and thanks for the phone call, why you wouldn't trade him. I mean, he just led the league in home runs. Yeah. You're figuring that, you know, here's a guy that's going to be able to help us, uh, you know, add to our add to our power home run lineup here as the Mets get an insurance run. There you go. Told you. They're going to pull this one out. The Mets are resilient. Now, they, they'll put you through the ringer sometimes. Mm-hmm. But you have to admit, this team 
they have a resiliency between the injuries, some of the ways that they've they've fallen down in games, come back. They do have a little stick to itiveness, so they do. Uh, I, I'm not they do. surprised if they end up uh, pulling out this game tonight. Yeah, still ten nine. I right. fooled you. Still ten nine. So bring, you know. bring Diaz out for the for the. No, 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 no. I'm I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> I'm good. I don't want you to see. You. I don't want they, you to lose will more be money. Carrying him to the shower. <laughs> hey, you, no, you got you good. You, They're gonna hide you, his you glove. Go ahead. We'll, we'll, yeah. we'll close this one out without. Like you. they do in the NFL. They hide your helmet. They hide his glove. Yeah. No, no, no. Yeah. You can't go back out there. Before you get back to the calls, Gordon, I got to ask you, what, what were the sabermetricians thinking Sunday night when they watch a hit and run and bunt? And <laughs> what, what did they say? Like, what are you doing? Well, did you have I to mean, keep them out of the, keep them out of the clubhouse? <laughs> that's what you got. Well, see, that's the thing, though. Like, when the Yankees are whole, they don't have guys mm-hmm. that have speed. They don't have guys that can bunt. They, now they have guys who are, and this might sound in a negative, but they're kind of career minor leaguers. So they're, mm-hmm. they're maybe a little bit more well-rounded because that's what they have to do to be able to get to the majors. So those guys do have some skills. Now, it's not the, the most desirable skills because being able to hit the home run is still more desirable, but maybe that does give them a little bit more flexibility, even with less talented players and who knows? I mean, the Yankees have had some guys over the years who have come and, and they don't really have a great history of success, but they come and they have a little bit of a magical run. Aaron uh, Small is a, is a name that comes to mind. Sean right. Chacon is a name that comes to mind. So I, I don't think that the, this Yankee – look, I'm on record as saying I think the team is, is, is not that good. I don't think that they're going mm-hmm. to make the playoffs. So if I'm wrong, I'll be, I'll be happy. I'll be more than happy to be mm-hmm. wrong. <laughs> but I don't see that happening, and I don't see them adding anything by the trade deadline. They don't add it. The Yankees haven't added anything at the trade deadline in other years where they've been good. So now that they're they're not really good, it would be a surprise to me if they did that as well. So, um, but I, I hope I'm wrong. I hope these guys, you know, the Greg Allens and the Chris Gittens, who can't root for those guys, right? Like those yeah. are the kind of guys you, they finally get a chance, and it almost seems like it's been begrudgingly been given a chance. Love to see those guys succeed. Is there is 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 there any way? Two part question. Is there any way the Yankees would be sellers at the deadline? And if so, who would they sell? Well, look. I mean, I think that there's still bullpen pieces, and there's a lot of teams. The National League East, they could sell some <laughs> bullpen pieces just to that one division alone if they wanted to, to move a, a, a Chad Green or if they wanted to move some other pieces in that bullpen. I think that they would be able to do that. I don't think that there's anything. And can we just stop? This is one thing that I keep hearing. Mm-hmm. And it comes from our, a lot of it, I feel like, comes from our Buster only. Mm-hmm. The Yankees are not trading Aaron Judge. I don't think so. Neither. I mean, I don't think that they'll trade him. But let's say that they were going to trade Aaron Judge. That's a decision for, for the offseason. They're not trading Aaron Judge at all, I don't think. And they're certainly not going to trade him. Before the trade deadline, I mean, it feels like I keep seeing, well, maybe they should trade Aaron Judge. A lot of people talk, oh, well, maybe it's time to move Aaron Judge. Yeah, you have to keep it somewhat based in reality of things that you want, you think should happen. There's no way the Yankees are trading Aaron Judge. And the thought process behind it, you kind of understand, Gordon, in the sense of he is the best player you've got right now. Right. And you realize that you're, you're stuck with Stanton. And you really have two of the same player, 
And then moving here would free up a space. It frees up an outfield position. It frees up some things, you know, da-da-da-da-da-da. So, you know, I, I, I understand the logic that would bring you to that point. I just don't think the Yankees are going to do that right now. I don't think they can afford to. No, I, 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 I don't see any way that they're going to. I don't think that they're going to move Glaber Torres after this season, after the season that he's had and the questions you have about where his position actually is. So why would they take someone who at least could be the next, you know, captain of the team and trade him? I just don't see any way that that will happen. Another thing that I keep hearing and reading, I think Joel Sherman had it. I heard Michael Kay say, well, you know what? It's time that Stanton plays the outfield. And you know what? If he gets hurt, he gets hurt. Are we all going to keep that in mind if he goes out there and gets hurt? Or is it going to be, what were the Yankees thinking putting him out there? They had to know he was going to get hurt. Well, I don't understand this. Look, it would be great if he could play the outfield. What does that really do by making him play the outfield? Yeah. Yeah. Well, are there I, is there this long list of guys <laughs> that can DH right now that are not – I mean, what? No. So you can DH Sanchez on a day where 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 Cole pitches? Okay, fine, but I don't really see. The only thing that helps is when you play in the National League Park. You want his bat in the lineup. I get that. Marlins coming up. Marlins. Yeah. All right. That's three. That's 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 Mets. great. Mets in September. Yeah. I mean, City that's Field? great. I mean, mm-hmm. uh, but this idea. Well, you know what? Put him out there, and if he gets hurt, he gets hurt. All right. Just remember that. What if he goes out there and gets hurt? Because I get the feeling that will actually will happen is that people will say, well, how, how could you put him out there? You had to know he got he, – he clearly wasn't comfortable going out there and you forced him to go out there. It's just – I don't know. It's just crazy to me. It's a no-win situation with no him. No-win. It's a no-win situation. And, and in hindsight, you never oh, should have got him. Oh, my God. You never should have got him. Deal. Larry, at the time, I didn't want that deal to take place. I remember uh, saying at the time, and people on Twitter told me I was nuts. Not even I. Mr. Negativity, when it comes to my own teams, not mm-hmm. even I could have imagined it could have been this bad. Yeah. Oh, what a disaster. That contract, right after you get out of the albatross that was the A-Rod deal, mm-hmm. you'd think, hey, look, we finally have some flexibility now. We got this young team, and, and we have all these young guys. Let's, let's, let's see where we can go. The, the free agency is coming down the road. We can go and just pay for, for Whatever player, another left-handed bat, maybe a little bit more versatility in the lineup. No. Let's go get another big righty bat that just hits a bunch of home runs and has had injury history and is getting paid forever. Forever. Do you oh. still like do you still love Derek Jeter? Well, look, Jeter, I mean, it's not like his team is doing anything great either. But, yeah, I mean, he knew he had to get rid of him. I mean, it's not like he's hit a lot of home runs, but that one surely moving that contract somewhere, that was one of them. So the Mets have brought in a young man who they just called up, Banda, who pitched, uh, you know, you might be familiar with him, Gordon. Was it Tampa, Arizona in his baseball career? He's just given up a single. So Cincinnati with runners at first and third. Remember, you start with the runner on second base. So first and third, nobody out. <sighs> More of your calls now, next. Look, I was, I was bouncing ESPN. around a lot tonight, and in fact, yes. I got downstairs a little bit late, and I saw, I think it was 7-3 at the time. I said, was this an earlier start? What, what inning is this? And it was only in the second inning. Have they used May already tonight? They didn't have anybody they else They did not the use May. No, they did not use May. They used May yesterday. Oh, okay. He closed yesterday in the final inning. So, no, they, they, they went with uh, – they brought two pitchers up uh, today. 
and this is one of them. And, you know, now the infield is in, so we'll see what happens. We'll, we'll, I have a bad feeling about that. This is ESPN New York Tonight with Larry Hardesty and Gordon Damer on 98.7 ESPN.